The federal government has awarded an RCMP contract to a Chinese company facing espionage charges in the U.S. And conservative leader Pierre Polyev is demanding the Liberals cancel it. Yet another rate hike from the Bank of Canada, this one sending interest rates to the highest they've been since 2008. One violence-plagued Toronto high school has gotten so out of hand that, according to internal government documents sourced by True North, students were compiling a jump list of teachers to assault. Hello Canada, it's Thursday, December 8th, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Anthony Fury. And I'm Jasmine Moulton. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. Conservative leader Pierre Polyev is calling on the Liberals to immediately scrap a contract with a Chinese company over national security concerns. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's government faced a flurry of questions from the official opposition in the House of Commons on Wednesday after it was reported by CBC that Ottawa had awarded a contract for sensitive RCMP communications equipment to a company facing espionage charges in the U.S., The contract, valued at about $550,000, was awarded on October 6, 2021, to Sinclair Technologies. This is a company directed by China-based Hytera Communications. Now, the contract was awarded to the company, despite a Quebec-based competitor also submitting a bid. Here's what Pierre Polyev had to say about this in the House of Commons yesterday. Yes, it should be cancelled, and Justin Trudeau is responsible. He's the head of government, and this is a government contract. Let's put this into perspective. This is a contract for anti-eavesdropping technology to be used by our police force that was awarded to a company whose owner is charged with 21 potential espionage crimes in the United States of America. I mean, it's almost something that you'd expect to be out of a spy novel, but characters in spy novels would never be that incompetent. So the Prime Minister has to take the responsibility for his own government, rather than trying to blame everyone else all the time, and explain why he put in place a system that allowed this contract to go ahead. Jasmine, it certainly makes you wonder. I mean, this was a contract that was only awarded just about a year ago, October 2021, already at a time when a number of different organizations Uh, Lots of experts were saying we really got to be careful about how we do business with companies based in China, particularly when it comes to sensitive technologies. How on earth did this happen in the first place? Anthony, it's starting to feel like Groundhog Day in Canada, that movie where every day just repeats itself because it seems like every day we hear a new story of this government with some awkward partnerships that have been unearthed with China. It wasn't that long ago that It was discovered in news reports that the Chinese military was training in Canada for some winter warfare training. Obviously, the Huawei story is at the top of mind for many of our listeners. Canada was one of the last to back out of its deal with them. There's now stories of secret police stations across Canada. There's also election interference allegations from the Chinese government here in Canada, and then also There was a Hydro-Quebec researcher who was fired, uh, potentially conducting some spy activities for the Chinese government. So this just seems like the latest in a long list of stories that are emerging where this government has had some awkward dealings that it needs to explain with the Chinese government. 
I've got a lot of questions about the specifics here. $550,000 contract. Does this contract's agreement have the cabinet minister's signature on it? If it does, was this just a, a pile of documents placed on their desk? Oh, please sign here. We go through 100 of them in any given moment. To what degree did the minister stop and ask some follow-up questions? Okay, Sinclair Technologies, no clue that that's a China-based company. Well, hold on. Let's ask some follow-up questions. Let's probe here. And one would think that there are, not one would think, we know that there are many people employed by the government who are tasked with uh, looking in great detail at these contracts. Why was this issue not flagged? Especially, why was this not flagged in Canada after what had happened? We heard the leader of the opposition, Pierre Polyev, talk about 21 potential espionage crimes for this company down in the United States. Canadians ought to ask their government, why are so many other governments, especially our close allies to the South and the United States, taking these threats so much more seriously than our government seems to be? The Bank of Canada announced another interest rate hike Wednesday, raising the rate by 50 basis points to 4.25%, the highest since 2008. This is the seventh rate hike of the year by the central bank in an effort to slow down inflation, which is at 40-year high levels. In a statement, the bank said that the governing council would review its decision to continue raising rates next year. Quote, looking ahead, Governing Council will be considering whether the policy interest rate needs to rise further to bring supply and demand back into balance and return inflation to target, unquote. The bank justified its decision by noting high inflation numbers and the rising cost of living for Canadians. Inflation remained at 6.9% in October, with many of the goods and services Canadians regularly buy showing large price increases. Anthony, we've heard a lot from Canadians about how they're already struggling financially following some blows over the past two years during the pandemic. How do you think that these rate hikes are going to play out? I think it's going to be helter-skelter, Jasmine, because there's so many moving parts right now. There are so many uh, variables at play. I think we'll see a lot of unintended consequences from all of this. Stuff like GIC rates are very high right now, 5% return on a one year. We're not used to seeing that. What does that mean in terms of where capital flows? The fact that these interest rates are, are putting mortgages up so high that I understand a, a sizable percentage of people have already hit their trigger rate, meaning that they will be bumping up your rates uh, regardless of what your deal is with the bank in terms of your variable rate. So people are going to see themselves uh, when they roll over their mortgages hit an extra $500 a month payment, an extra $1,000 a month payment, depending on what you have going on. And there's going to be people who are probably going to lose their homes because of this. I hope the number is not high, but I think that phenomenon is definitely going to unfold to some degree. Now, Canadians were told during the pandemic to trust the experts, pay your taxes, hand over about half your paycheck to the government of Canada. And now we see experts, financial experts at the Bank of Canada, certainly faltering some statements from the government itself about potentially deflation being the real risk. Obviously, that, that did not come to fruition. Anthony, should Canadians lose trust in their government and these experts at the Bank of Canada? Well, I think we should definitely learn that being labeled an expert doesn't mean that you should be immune from follow-up questions and scrutiny, because the past couple of years, we've seen uh, pretty wild decisions made in the name of 
uh, public health experts and one asks, were those actually all the best decisions? Then when we look at the uh, economist experts, well, Tiff Macklem just over a year ago was saying, no, there's not going to be inflation. It's not an issue. No, we're not going to need to rise interest rates. And then suddenly, wow, coming out of the gate so aggressively in fast succession after saying it wasn't even required. So one has to ask, what are we actually paying this guy for? You know, the basic job is to keep inflation in the one to 3% uh, range. I appreciate that there's a lot of stuff going on that's a global phenomenon, but he seemingly couldn't anticipate any of this and is now arguably overreacting. Now, this is certainly a story that True North will continue to follow closely. Now, over to you, Anthony, for a story on violence in Ontario schools. Students at a school that has been in the news recently for its problems with violence, in fact, had a jump list of teachers to target, True North has learned. York Memorial Collegiate Institute in Toronto has faced teacher work refusals and student protests and has even spurred a board-wide safety meeting, all related to the ongoing havoc at the school that has surfaced in recent months. Now, an Ontario Government Ministry of Labour report, an internal document obtained by True North, reveals the extent of the workplace safety concerns held by staff. The documents detail the complaints of over a dozen staff members who refused to work due to safety concerns in late November. Now, the summary of complaints show teachers say they were regularly yelled at and harassed by students. They say they witnessed many fights in the hallways, cash drug deals, students driving electric scooters around through the halls. While several staff members, though, complain about the jump list, when it comes to one member, quote, the principal informed this worker that they were on a student jump list, the report notes. Now, it does say Toronto Police Service were aware of the jump list. They were investigating it. True North reached out to Toronto Police, and they refused to comment. The document also does not indicate how many students were associated with that jump list. Jasmine, violence in Toronto schools has really gone up in recent years. A number of stabbings, even shooting deaths. Just last month, a 17-year-old was charged in connection with a fatal shooting that happened in front of a high school, resulting in the death of an 18-year-old. A lot of parents are looking at this with frustration. Toronto's not the only city in Canada that's having these challenges going, what's going on? It wasn't like this only a few years ago. Well, we're seeing certainly this rise of violence in schools, but at the same time, we're seeing Canadians start to question some of these leftist doctrines that seem to have potentially led to some of these situations. The defund the police movement. And as you point out, there was a program that had police in schools that was disbanded in 2017. That was the school resource officer program where police would be in the schools, potentially diverting some of these crimes. Now, of course, that program has been ended due to apparent racism of the police. But Anthony, a lot of people are questioning more left-wing doctrines. We see a misalignment from our government at the federal level on the education file as well. The NDP seems to be interested in student loan forgiveness policies. While if kids are fighting in the hallways and dealing drugs on school property, it doesn't seem like they're really going to make it very well in post-secondary anyway. We see the Liberals tackling gun violence by banning hunting rifles. A lot of Canadians ought to be questioning how any of these leftist policies will fix this big problem in Toronto schools. Jasmine, I'll leave my comments at this. Yesterday, I was browsing through Twitter accounts of Toronto police officers who had been police in schools prior to it being shut down five years ago. These accounts are pretty much frozen. They haven't tweeted anymore. And the fact that people would say this program was racist and the individual officers were racist is a scandal. I feel like these officers should have sued those activists for defamation and libel. I was looking through one account where the officer who was actually involved in one of these schools 
that has these major violence issues, posting pictures of him organizing Lego Club, uh, helping them out with different homework and job applications, helping them with field trips, uh, him talking about taking them on a field trip, uh, some of the students too. There's this movie that came out called Hidden Figures about uh, black ladies who had worked uh, for, for NASA and did not get the credit they deserved exploring their story and him talking about, hey, I took uh, these young people here, I guess an audience of, of a number of young uh, black female students at this school because this is an inspirational, empowering movie for them. I'm sorry, that needs to be shut down. This man is a racist. I mean, it is just incendiary and the people who are against this program are out to lunch. That's it for today, and don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.